Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk joining you once again with Robbie in Omaha. Thanks for tuning in at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. Appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our servicemen out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. These late nights of baseball, and I know it's not super late. We're not, we haven't had one of those ridiculous 2 a.m. kind of things yet. You never know. But I know that you know, you're expending a lot of energy in the PM hours that maybe you weren't expecting to do. Well, I've got the, the, the solution for that. When you wake up in the morning and you feel like you need a little boost, head over to Strange Brew Coffee House here in Starkville or to Brupolo over in Tupelo and grab a drink. That'll get you through the morning into your day, and you'll be good to go for the next round of the College World Series. Our good friends at College Corner, man, they've got great College World Series merchandise on sale Right now, all you've got to do is go to collegecornerstore.com and type in CWS in the search bar, excuse me, and you will be seeing some great new shirts, hats, all sorts of things that you can find to represent Mississippi State baseball as they continue their, their, their quest towards the national title. Two locations in the Jackson area as well. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. Or like I said, you can always shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Humble Taco, that place will be jumping on Friday night when Mississippi State gets started back up uh, in the College World Series, and that place is going to be great. And it always is great. It's a Mexican fare with Mississippi roots. It's a different kind of Mexican food that you've ever had before. It's different, and it's great. Great atmosphere there, huge patio. When the weather's nice, there's just no better place to be in Starkville. Enjoying some tacos, a margarita, and MSU baseball. That's a great Friday night. Head over to Humble Taco, Starkville's newest and best Mexican restaurant. We may be separated by thousands of miles, Robbie Falk, but we are here for the rumblings. Are you ready? I'm really excited about this, Brian. Um, I I told you yesterday I was was really excited to have this opportunity to waste some time today because there's absolutely nothing to do uh, with no baseball. We don't have any media availability. So, um, and you got no friends up there. Is the main main thing. All your friends are like, John. John What is Joel doing? What's he doing? I asked him last night if he wanted to to go hang out and and mm-hmm. possibly eat. I got a little bit of a vibe that he didn't want to. I, he's he's too good for us now, Robbie. He's joined the I'm other side. Up a little bit, picking up a little bit of a vibe here from Joel that he might be Stepford wife. Oh, see, he's, he's left us behind. Well, you know, next time, yes, I, I said, you know, I said, that I talked about, hey, maybe when all this is over and the and the series is over. Uh, maybe we all get together and have a cookout at my house. So the, I bet Joel's like, ah, well, I don't know. It's just, it's just, I, I think he's been. I think he's been brainwashed. I think man. something's happened here. I, I, I'm I'm really nervous about this. But we've been sticking together. John Sokoloff and I have been sticking together. Uh, Thank God for the sock. He and Theo DeRosa and I went to uh, Nebraska today to go see the 
um, sea of red up there, the, the, the nice stadium. Yeah. Uh, University of Nebraska. We went to the baseball stadium. So we enjoyed a nice day in Lincoln. There you go. All right. Well, let's enjoy the rumblings here. Let's get right into these. You know, we've got all this great baseball talk from last night's game, such an incredible historic game for Mississippi State. It's only fitting, then, that our first question would be about pro wrestling. The Sorcerer wants to know, he wants us to rank these early WWE, WCW themes. He has Razor Ramon, Disco Inferno, DDP, Ted DiBiase, and Big Daddy Cool Diesel. I, t- I take issue with the fact that he doesn't have the even flow theme by Chris, of Chris Jericho. It's your favorite, I know. It's, it's my favorite, but for the sake of this list that he's made here. Mm-hmm. He just I'm made this a, list. Yes. I'm a big fan of the uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit DDP. Yeah, Self High Five. Theme. Yes, the Self High Five. Uh, you know, when I was – when I was about eight years old, I went to Tampa to the Ice Palace to see uh, WCW Nitro, and DDP and Carl Malone came into the crowd oh. and stood, stood right by me at the hard camera. You can go back to the Nitro on uh, the WWE Network that night. It was whenever Carl Malone and uh, DDP were driving in an 18-wheeler for the entire yeah. show. Yeah, yeah. You can I remember that show myself, very, very vividly. You can, see my, you can see myself and Big Daddy and Juji facing the hard camera. Oh, nice. Uh, all that to say, that's my number one, just because I have a soft spot for it. Uh, and then I'm going Razor Ramon's number two. And then Million Dollar Man, number three. Number four is going to be, what was the other? What was Disco the other Inferno or Diesel? I'm going to go Diesel because it has a little bit of a, a blues rock feel to it. Sure. Uh not real special, but uh, Disco's last. Okay. I'm going to go a little different. I think Razor Ramon's theme is awesome. The, the, the screeching tires and just the whole vibe that it gives you. I'm a big fan of that. And then I love DiBiase's theme. The, the, cra- you know, the maniacal laugh. And money, 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 money. Love it. That's a good one. Thank you. Uh, then I'll go DDP. Uh, I'll go Disco Inferno, Inferno fourth. It just fit his character so well. I mean, it's Disco Inferno, it's Disco music. What's well, not to like? And then I'll go Diesel uh, last. I'm just it's just kind of plain Jane for me. Brandon Walker's a big fan of Disco Inferno's music. He's he's played it on wrestling a few times. Well, there you go. Uh, and then uh, next question from the Sorcerer is Ben Mintz the old Miss Stingray? What an insult to the Stingray. Oh. The guy that just had Eric Bischoff on his radio show yesterday or his uh, podcast or uh, whatever. Whatever it is. Whatever he calls that. Mm-hmm. he The Stingrow show just had uh, Eric Bischoff on it. And now we're comparing this guy, this cartoon character, to him. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's a slap in the face. I, did, I agree 100%. 100%. Uh, Kyle Brazil wants to know our thoughts on Ump Cam. I'm I'm actually a fan of this. There's a there's a lot of baseball purists that do do not like this, but I love the point of view of the umpire, and you get to see the ball come into the frame, and just seeing how difficult it is for someone to try to pick up a pitch like that and try to hit it. I mean, I, I think it I think it shows people just how hard it is to play baseball. And now I'm, I don't want this at all times. I don't want to uh, right. click the, the ump camp on the ump cam on uh, watch ESPN, 
But I do like the point of view every now and then that, that ESPN shoots it over there to that. And you get to see, you know, Tanner Allen going yard with that view or a strikeout. Seeing Landon Sims striking someone out on like a high fastball, on the elevated fastball with that cam is just absolutely filthy and at the same time just absolutely horrifying. You, you hit it right on the head. It's, it's, it's not something I, – I I'm not a guy that like on football. I don't want to watch the all-11 cam. I, 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 I want to watch, you know, I've just, I'm just sort of used to what I'm used to. But to, to get it for a second, I'm a big fan of that. To, to watch specific pitches and things of that nature, I, I'm all over it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm right with you on this. Um, John Clark Packer has a question. Do we have a favorite movie fight scene and to rank these movie fight scenes? So let's start with the first question. Do you have a favorite movie fight scene? Nothing just comes to mind just right off the bat. Okay. Um. You know, I guess some some great action fight scenes like uh, from Star Wars, mm-hmm. like uh, Vader versus Luke, and things yeah. like that are always are always fun. Mm-hmm. But nothing just comes to, to the top of my head that I would say this is my favorite. Um, and he actually lists one of them here: the Patrick Swayze and Roadhouse fight scene where he rips that guy's throat out. That that's a great one for me. Um, the fight scene in They Live between Rowdy, Rowdy, Rowdy Piper, and I believe that one is – I think that's David Keith. It's not Keith David. I'm pretty sure I'm right on that. Ryan Nelson will let me know if I'm not. Um, I mean, and of course, like, you know, Rocky versus Drago and things like that. I mean, you know, those, those are come to yeah, mind. If we're counting, if we're counting that. Like fight uh, fights, yeah. Yeah, yeah so. like a boxing match. Yeah. So, no, I, I haven't seen a, Once Upon a Time in, in Hollywood. And you strike me as too young to have seen Porky's, so I don't know if we can really yeah. rank these. But I've seen I've seen some of Porky's, but not enough to, to yeah. really remember so, that. But that said, the clear number one is Roadhouse, where Patrick Swayze rips the guy's throat out. Also, that has the single greatest insult ever done in a movie. Can't repeat it here on the air uh, because not, even if Robbie's mom wasn't listening, I wouldn't repeat it. it. This is a family show. But there's no coming back if somebody throws that one on you. You, you've lost the insult war, and all you can do is rip his throat out at that point. That was incredible, uh, by the way. It was an incredible feat of strength. Um, and the grip, the grip that you have to have yeah. to do that, How do you with, do your, that? with your hand. But, but uh, the once upon, I know you haven't seen it, but the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, you need to see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know how Quentin Tarantino is and just how oh, he's uh, graphic great in those he can kind of get. Scenes. And, yeah, yeah. But that that scene is just incredible. Brad Pitt's at the house. Rome is is Roman Polanski. Is that who it was? The house that that would be uh, yeah. If it's if it's based off the Manson thing, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's Roman Polanski's house, and the Manson family goes up there to to kill the girl that's pregnant. Roman Polanski's wife or girlfriend or whatever. And Brad Pitt is basically they just walk in on him, and he just absolutely obliterates every single one of them. Uh, it's an alternate ending to reality, but it was still pretty incredible. So basically, he he just rewrites history, is what you're saying. Because I haven't seen this movie, I need to. That's right. Okay. Uh, yeah, you know what? No, you you can do it. that. He can do. Quentin Tarantino has that kind of license, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, he's, he's got some good stuff in. Oh yeah, dear old state fan favorite Barrett Salee picked state to go winless in the SEC this fall. What percentage chance do you give the Bulldogs to go zero and eight? Also. What the hell? Did, um, am I wrong, or did didn't he pick or somebody? No, it was 
It was one of our guys, Pick State, to win like two games. It was Ben Portnoy. Uh, he, he said three and seven. He was right on the money. No, no, no. I meant it was a 247 guy. I think it was Barton oh. and Simmons. Oh, he, he well, that old, that old group last year thought State was going you know, two, three wins. Yeah. Yeah. And like, uh, guys, some of the worst teams in Mississippi State history have won ball games and have won SEC games. Sylvester Kroon won two yeah. or three SEC games. Yeah. Um, that's just absurd. But there's been some really absurd predictions from uh, Barrett over the yeah. years. And I just don't – I don't think it's important. I, yeah. I don't think anybody should spend any time getting upset over it. I always say the same thing about Barrett Sully. Nice guy. And has, has carved out a niche because he knows how to, to draw in clicks. But that's sort of the point, right? Did you click on his article? Like yeah, well, then you got no reason to be upset. You'd be upset at like yourself. Like the slideshows. Yeah, he knows he knows what he's doing. He's he's good at his job and a really nice guy. But I don't agree with this this at all. I mean, at the very minimum, they're playing Vanderbilt. They'll get that win for yes. sure. So yes, and, um, and they'll beat somebody else. I mean, that's uh, you don't. That's, that's just insane. But yeah, whatever. Tanner Parsons, do you think the success of postseason baseball and basketball debunks the idea of people opposing college football playoff expansion? It feels sort of apples and oranges, doesn't it? That's that's that's, that's a big difference. Yeah, the the big the biggest difference to me is the fact that football you very rarely see you know a, a big upset, right? Base in baseball and basketball, we're seeing North Carolina State and and Virginia in the College World Series. North Carolina State's a win away from a national championship series. I mean, that's a team that nobody would have predicted to get to Omaha, much less make this kind of run. So you don't see that kind of stuff in football and. I think it'll be somewhat competitive in the playoff, but I think you're still going to see that same upper echelon in the in the national championship. You're still going to see Alabama get there and Clemson and teams like that. So um, it's a little bit different. March Madness is the same way. I think that you know when you look think about the way the the football playoff is set up versus the College World Series. You know, if the College World Series is set up that way, Arkansas would still be playing. They'd be the one seed, and we wouldn't have had all this other stuff. Because baseball right. and basketball, like you said, lends itself to upsets. Those upsets can happen, but you're not going to see a, you know, I'm trying to think who's the four seed that beat uh, Florida. It was it South Alabama, I think, or South Florida? You're uh, not going to see South a Florida. Yeah, you're not going to see a team that's seeded somewhere sixty to sixty four in a college football playoff beat Alabama, beat Clemson, right. beat a team like it. it's just not going to happen. So. It, they're just so different. I, I don't think one really affects the uh, the other. Let's uh, let's go uh, forward the, here. The Van, as as we're speaking, the Vandy boys are down two to nothing. You hate to see that. Uh, Flying M says rank these number tens for Mississippi State history: Ray Ray Bivens, C T Bradford, Ryan Gridley, Jasmine Holmes, Brandon Holloway, Cam Lawrence, Greg. Okay, um, so Greg Plump was before my time. Uh, I don't really know anything about Greg Plump. He's going to be at the bottom of the list for me personally. Um, so C.T. Bradford is former Atlanta Regional MVP. Yeah, he went yeah. to the College World Series. He's accomplished yeah. some things. Yeah. I think I'm going to go with Jasmine Holmes, though, number one. I agree with that. That might that might surprise some people, but very accomplished point guard uh, was was the leader in the country in assist to turnover ratio. 
So let's go with Jazz Holmes, number one. Let's go with C.T. Bradford, number two. Cam Lawrence, three. Uh, Ray Ray Bivens, four. Okay. And Greg Plump. Uh, Brendan Holloway and then Greg Plump. Okay. I can live with those rankings. That, that's, a, that's a good group. Good stuff. Ford Polk, we're going to rank Denzel Washington movies. Uh, Crimson Tide, Flight, Training Day, Man on Fire, and American Gangster. Full disclosure, I have not seen Flight. And I have not seen Crimson Tide. But um, okay. Flight so, is very, Flight's so a very good movie. So rank your four, and then I'll rank my four. How about that? My four would be Training Day 1, Man on Fire 2, mm-hmm. American Gangster, and then flight. Okay. And I, my, I think I, I think Glory should be on this list, but Glory is um, such a great That's just movie. me. I've I've always is, I've always Glory, loved Civil War history. Is Glory a Denzel Washington movie? I mean he's in it. He's, he's not the main actor, character, though. but I he's a, like, I feel like Morgan Freeman and Matthew Broderick are bigger characters than him. Maybe Andre Brown as well. I think he might be a bigger part of it than Morgan Freeman, personally. Ooh, I don't know. But I don't know. I mean, it's it's still one of his movies. Oh, it's uh, a great movie, but yeah. it's he's not. You're right. He's not the lead guy well, in it. John Q should be on this list too. I think that's a great movie. Oh, that is a really good movie. That's yeah. a good point. Remember the Titans? Yeah, yeah. Now you see that. I'm not a huge Remember the Titans fan. Oh, I love it. It just have, have me, I ever explained why I don't like that movie? What? Why? Because at at the end. I'm supposed to believe that these guys ran a reverse like 65 yards for a touchdown on the last play. Come on. Like, if you actually look into the history of that team, they blew everybody they played out. They didn't have a close game all year. They murdered everybody, including that championship game. My rankings real quick. Go ahead. Go ahead. Here's my rankings real quick. I'm going to go man on fire first, then training day, then American Gangster, and then Crimson Tide. But I love all of those movies. Yeah, I mean, you can't go wrong. Denzel's one of the best. Yeah. Uh, all right, Miss Mrs. Falk, you need to maybe turn away from the radio here for a second. We've got a question that's got a, maybe a, a little bit of a curse word here. But if <laughs> hell is a cuss word, are we the only school that has a cuss word in its fight song? If that's the case, I think that's – he uses a different word, but for your mother, I'm just going to say he thinks it's really cool. I mean, Ole Miss has, a cuss, has two cuss words in their song. Well, they have it, and, and that's not their song. That's their chant. And and it's it's kind of like spelled out. So, it does, I mean, it doesn't that's really. True. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I, I, we get around. I'm sure there are other cuss words. I'm sure the word hell appears in other fight songs. I, I It's got to. It's got to. I just, I, I refuse to uh, Georgia Tech. Does, Maybe Georgia, Georgia Tech Georgia Tech and a hell of an engineer. Yeah, you're right. There you go. That's right. Is that their yeah. fight song? I, be, I believe it is. Okay. I believe yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's. I'm sure there's a. I'm sure there's a ton of cheers with, or fight songs with uh, cuss words in them. Yeah. Uh, Flying M hit us up to rank the number 11s, but somebody jumped in. Got to got to be on top of those things, guys. Come on. I can't believe he missed that. He's usually on top of. He's that. usually pretty good with. And that, he yeah. did. He he did address us, but you have to. Apparently, Brian makes a specific. You have rule that you have to. Anybody says anything, you gotta get after these people. Come on, figure it out. Why do people? Why do people answer these when it specifically says our names in them? I don't understand. Because they don't. They don't read. They just just jump right in. All right, let's go to Justin Brian or Robbie. But oh, I know. 
God, nothing on your on Gene's page makes me laugh harder. It's like Steve or you know Robbie. Can you answer this question? Not Robbie, but no, you're not Robbie. Really? I didn't think you were Robbie. Sixty nine dog four twenty. Great job. Uh, the only play. This is from Justin Strawn. The only person to play. The only person to play baseball in the SEC and make it to the Hall of Fame is Frank Thomas. Does that surprise you? Are there any current or former Bulldogs who could change that for Mississippi State? That does surprise me. Yeah, that is really surprising. You would have thought at some point somebody would have come through from the SEC. And I think that's going to change um, pretty soon. I think you're going to start seeing some guys roll through that yeah, are so Hall too. of Fame caliber. But for Mississippi but, State, um, there isn't any. The only, guy, the only guy that I would say could even come remotely close possibly mm-hmm. is maybe Brandon Woodruff if he keeps up the pace that he is right now, if he has like, if, if he pitches for another 10 years. Yeah. But we're talking and, 10 years. You know, he, so we, I mean, well, that's a lot of yeah, projecting. So it's, it's going to be a while. The only, only, the only other chance right now is if there's ever like a relaxing of the steroid era stuff, then they could put Palmero in. Right. But other than that, yeah, yeah. it's just not going to happen. Uh, is Batman returns a Christmas movie? I don't know. I mean, there, there's, there's definitely a Christmas feel to it. You know, you get, you have the, uh, you have some uh, cold weather, snow, and obviously yeah, it's, know, it's set around Christmas. Cream, but I don't know. You're, you're much more of a proponent for these Christmas movies that I are am. action films than yes. I am. I mean, I just look at it. You know, there's not a lot of Christmas music in the movie. Christmas isn't a really central theme. This literally could have just been done during the winter. Whereas with like Die Hard. There's Christmas mu- mu- music throughout, and the, the whole the whole setup is they were at a Christmas party. And I know a lot of people said they could have been having any kind of party. Yeah, but you know, do you have Fourth of July parties at your office or, or Thanksgiving parties? No, late night party. That's the only one that does that is Christmas. So ba- it's a Christmas Batman movie. Returns is the is the Tim Burton film, right? Right, with the penguin and, and and so the lovely he, Michelle Pfeiffer as the Catwoman. Yeah, she is incredible in that. Um, he, I feel like he has a fascination with Christmas, like dark uh, yeah, Christmas. Yeah, he does. You can tell he does. So, But the answer to my quote, for me, it's a no. It's a not, not a Christmas movie. It's a movie that's it takes place during Christmas, but it's not a Christmas movie. Uh, last one here from uh, Justin. I'm 42 with a bad knee. I have a standard push mower for half an acre. Cutting the grass literally makes me walk four miles to cut that with a push mower. I told my wife we're investing in a self-propelled mower, but until that time, I'm stuck. My son tries to help, but bless him, just like he can't tell the difference between Dr. Pepper and Coke, he can't see a difference in short grass and tall grass and cuts it like a Roomba vacuum. So my only other option is to pay someone, but I feel like that's a waste of money. What's something you could pay someone to do that would make your life simpler, but you can't bring yourself to do it? Well, that was that was the thing, and I, I actually do that now because, first and foremost, my mower is not – serviced right now and i just haven't had time to do it and i don't have time to mow grass very often Mm. so i'm i'm like him i have i have about half acre um of land and it's just you know it's it's gonna take me with a push mower most of my day to mow that and it's really thick grass so i have to stop every five feet because it doesn't mow through it it cuts off so it's just been easier for me just to pay someone to do it and i just haven't been able to get through it so that i mean i'm in the same boat as him right now i don't have a bad knee though so i'm i mean right 
he has an actual excuse. I don't so, really. For me, it's people. I, I'm not a big fan of going to the car wash. Like, just clean out your own car. The only time I ever go yeah. to the car wash, and I don't go to the car wash. I go to get my oil changed. And I guess you could say, well, Brian, you can change your own oil, but I don't know how. But I go to the car wash oil change place on Highway 12. They give you a free car wash with your oil change. So you, so you have to take advantage of that. But, like, if my car just got really dirty, I would just get the hose out and clean my car. Yeah, I go through the uh, supersonic wash or whatever the thing that's is. Right, that's right, yeah, yeah. Where Bojangles used to be. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, you're, you're, I go to the one that's down by uh, – I think it's the, they're the same thing, right? They're the same is, company. Well, I don't, I don't know that the other one does oil changes, though. So I'm the one that's no, down, it does, down 12 by uh, oh they do okay well then yeah it's the same thing then yeah no no they uh, don't this okay. all it is all it is is a car wash but I, I'm the same as you like I, I I could probably do my all but I don't want to screw up my car like I oh, I hear like, you I hear you there's certain there are certain things that I just want to leave to professionals that know what they're doing I don't yes if I'm paying a lot of money for a car. Mm-hmm. And I want it to be, you know, kept up. I don't want to do something to screw it up because there's a lot of people that I know that change their own oil, that fix their own car, and their car is always messed up. So I don't want to be that. I just no, want to no, let no. people that know what they're doing. I'll spend the money on it. Yeah, and you can say, well, that's lazy, or I, you don't. I let experts a, handle like, things. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, let's see here, uh, Ethan Brazil. Since it cannot be Ole Miss, who do you think would be State's easiest ideal opponent in the College World Series final if they make it that far? I mean, first and foremost, there are no easy opponents left at, at this stage of the game, right? No. I think the the best possible matchup – I mean, this, all of them are going to be tough, but I think the best possible matchup would be NC State. Yeah, I agree with that. And it seems strange that they're 2-0 and or whatever right now, but Stanford can really hit it. They're, you know they're going to be able to pitch as well. Uh, Vanderbilt has the two best, absolute best pitchers in college baseball pitching that would pitch game one and game two. And that's – you don't want that. I mean, if you could take one of those games, that would be great. You'd have a good shot. But you don't want to have to face that kind of talent one and right. two. Um, so – and Stanford, 14 runs uh, a couple of days they can, ago. They can mash. Yeah, so I would say NC State, even though they're playing really well. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you on that. Even though, like you said, it's hard to believe we're picking the other, you know, the favorite on the other side of the bracket. But they're on a run that you got to feel is like going to run out at some point. They've been playing with some house money here. So, I don't know. Uh, Let's see here. Colton Watson wants us to rank these Asian foods. Thai, Japanese, Chinese, Vietnamese, and Asian fusion. Asian fusion is not Asian food, so it's, I'm, we're not we're not including this one. You a big fan of any of these? Uh, I love Japanese and Chinese. Okay, not and so much on Thai and Vietnamese. I, I've never had Thai or Vietnamese food. Ooh, there's a. The, um, the, I've been told I haven't been to the Thai restaurant. I went to Thai Siam once here in Starkville. I, it's okay. I've been told the Andaman Thai is really good, and I need to go check it out. Is that by George Sherman? Yes. Okay, so my my wife's been there several times and she loves it. Okay, well then I need to go check it out. Vietnamese, we're getting one. I just saw the sign the other day. I went to go eat at Umi, speaking of Japanese, and it's going to be right there where I think it was like twenty four seven or some sort of fitness place was, uh, right next yeah. to like where Lost Pizza and Firehouse Subs and all that are. Right. So well, 
I'm a huge fan of Chinese buffet mm-hmm. where you go in and it's like almost all American food. Yeah. Uh, you go in there and you have like you have like the noodles and the broccoli and beef, and then you have chicken wings, fried chicken wings, crawfish, sh- yeah. you know, shrimp. Uh, <laughs> and then they they still haven't figured out how to do dessert. So no. they do like Jello and orange slices. Yeah, and um, big, big they, they do cool have the sugary. Milk. Yeah, those sugary uh, donuts are great. No, those are good. Yeah, but um, I love I love the China Garden. I haven't been in a while, especially no. since COVID. But right, um, you know, Chinese is number one for me, mm-hmm. and then Japanese, and then you don't because know I, I do love umi. I love the I love the rice and steak. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then it's just the other two. I don't know. I love Japanese food. I love sushi. Sushi is one of my favorite things. Would would I mean it's it's in my top five favorite foods. Um, and then I would probably go Thai, Chinese, then Vietnamese. Asian fusion. I mean it's great. But I did once want to open a Cajun Asian restaurant and serve Cajun food, like you know kung pao crawfish and General Sal's etouffee, things like that. Hey, I, would I think try. it would work. I think it would work. Uh, what is our another one from Colton Watson? What is our favorite annual sporting event to cover in person? Uh, College World Series is one of them. It's becoming an annual event for Mississippi. It really State. is. Yeah, I love, I love um, postseason baseball. Going mm-hmm. to a regional, covering a regional or a super regional. I, I've been on the road to several places. Uh, Mississippi State postseason baseball. There's nothing like that at Duty Noble. I love. Um, I did love covering. The women's basketball, uh, Sweet 16 and all that, uh, Final Four. But, um, you know, obviously they didn't get a chance to, to do that this year. Mm-hmm. But just, you know, the, these postseason events are always fun to me. NCAA tournaments, bowl games, things like that. See, I'm a little different then. I love covering the Egg Bowl. I don't know, know why I do, but I do. I think it's, I think it's just really cool. Um, some, something about it that I enjoy. So – I would say that's probably my favorite annual sporting event to cover. It would be, it would be the, uh, the end of the season with the state and Ole Miss. Not always the best outcome, but, you know, you do what you got to do. Uh, About 50% of the time you're happy. Yes, exactly. A. Swinson says something can be inclined, reclined, and declined, but can something just be climbed? No. Uh, according to Google, it cannot. Um, I, I typed inclined. And it went to clone. Well, it's no good. So uh, I don't know where like, this. If you're I don't in know a where recliner and you're not leaning back, you should be climbed. Once you again, Robbie. It's once again the English language this, has let us down. This this is following a trend of um, you know uncertainty within our language. I don't understand where this stuff comes from. Um, so uh, it seems like we get one of these questions every week and Mm -hmm. something new pops in that I don't think about. Yeah. Another one from Ace Swenson, given the recent flight activity reported by uh, Kendall Rogers of LSU's university playing rank, the remaining coaches in Omaha likelihoods to to take the LSU job. I'm going to do this a different way because they actually released the finalists today. Did Glenn Gilbo of the, uh, uh, he works for Gannett. I'm not sure what paper he works for, but he wants it done in my dusty roads voice. So if you're ready, here we go. Now you see daddy. I know Jay Johnson out there at Arizona and the West Coast would be a fine candidate. And I like that link Jared at Notre Dame. I saw what he did with Mississippi State, that big boy, Nico Cavadas, as big as any horseman that ever was. But when I'm talking about Cliff Godwin, daddy, 
Greenville, North Carolina. That's that's the heart of the Mid-Atlantic Territory where they love Dusty Rose, the American Dream. I'm going to say that Cliff Godwin is the head favorite to be the newest Tiger Jack. That's where I'm going. <laughs> is that, are those the finalists? Yes. So, uh, Glenn Gilbo reported those are the three finalists for the job. Are they going to they're going to kill uh, Notre Dame again? Go get Notre they Dame. Might, they might take them again. again. Yeah. See what happens. Yeah. Just keep uh, dipping back into the well. Here he is, sixty nine dog four twenty. Why is OPS that's not used? Second, as, that's the second one of those, by the way. Yeah, there's the somebody else got it first. So his actual Twitter handle is sixty nine dog four twenty one. So, um, I know, right? Why is OPS not used as uh, used as a statistic until the postseason? Why is it so confusing to me as a non-baseball guy? Well, first off, it's used throughout the year. I don't know. They may not give it as much love, but I, I talk about OPS a lot. Yeah, is it? It's it's not even on uh, the official stats, is it? Uh, I think I think it's not on there. But I mean, again, it's one of those things. If you know how to add, you know how to get it. You just want right. it to be over a thousand. That's all you. That's all you're looking at. Is it over a thousand? Eventually, yes, you're good. Eventually, I think it's going. It'll probably end up being. Um, uh, you know, like an official stat that they talk about more often than not. But uh, you're yeah. starting to see that. I mean, on college baseball broadcasts, especially in the MLB, you're starting to see them include that with their batting average and uh, home runs and whatnot. Yeah. Norm has a question. He said he's smoking a pork shoulder this weekend on my Weber kettle. Do you have any recommendations or tips? You don't have a kettle, do you? No, I'm going to leave this to you because I haven't okay. I haven't smoked pork shoulder so, either. Obviously, it's you know it's just about you know keeping that kettle at the same temp. It's going to take a long time. There are two videos I would recommend that you watch on YouTube. One is from Kettle Pitmaster, and just if you Google Kettle Pitmaster pork shoulder Weber kettle, you'll find it. And then Malcolm Reed has a Weber kettle pork butt video as well. Those are both full of good information. They show you, and they're two completely different techniques. One is just sort of the indirect method of you know. Coals on one side of the grill, meat on the other side. Malcolm actually does the snake method with the, the meat in the middle of the grill. So you figure out what works best for you and, and figure it out. But those are great, uh, great videos. I would definitely recommend you watching. Caleb Rhodes, rank these strictly off of pizza. Just pizza. Stromboli's Lost Pizza Dave's. I'm going to go Dave's Stromboli's and Lost Pizza. All right, I can I can live with that. I would go Dave's Lost Pizza Stromboli's. Something about Stromboli's dough; it's a little sweet. I don't, I'm not a huge fan. I like sweet. I know I I like sweet, but I don't like sweet pizza. Well, that's okay. Okay. You don't like like uh, cinnamon sticks and uh... no 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 that's that's because that's not pizza. I'm talking about when I'm eating actual like pepperoni and sausage pizza. Oh okay, I, I thought you meant like the sweet. dough. You don't want the dough to be sweet. No, right? if we're eating dessert, I definitely want it to be sweet. But the dough for the pizza itself is sweet, and I don't I don't care for that. Oh, okay, I haven't been at any of those places in quite some time. Well, we need to go get go get some pizza. I'll go and tell you right now. If you lose the pick'em contest to me, you got a good chance of we're going to Dave's. Just, just I'm not going to lose that. I don't. I don't lose uh, oh. pick them contests and stuff like that. So we'll see how it goes. Last, uh, I'm not some see pushover here. like Joel Coleman. He beat me two out of three. Oh, okay. So, yeah, this should be easy pickings then. Yeah, that's what you know. I, what I always say about those things, I can't really lose because even if I have to pay, I still get to go out to eat. That's true. I'm yeah. I'm the same way. I, I'm yeah. not going to complain about going out to eat. No, no. All right, 
Next question here is from Jacob Wright. He is infringing on Mississippi State uh, History's uh, Twitter rampage here. Rank the number 15s in the recent history. So let's. there's four of them we need to look at, in my opinion. Obviously, Dak, Mangum, Tierra, and Bowers. In fact, I think – yeah, I think you have to say Timmy Bowers. So Timmy Bowers is clearly fourth because the other four you can just sort of say the first name. The three, I mean. Yes. If I and say Timmy Dak, so, Jake, and and Tierra, you know what I'm talking about. Timmy was so great, but these other three accomplished infinitely more. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just it, you you can't you can't even really put him in the same category because of what they did for their respective sports. But he's still a beloved Bulldog, and he had a great career. But, yeah, he's, he's clearly going to be your last guy. Yeah. The, the argument to be had here is what they – I think you have to look at them and what they did in their particular sport, not just what they did from a um, Mississippi State or national perspective. Mm-hmm. And I'm still going to go with Dak first because – and I know you might lean differently on this with well, um, not including what he did beyond Mississippi State, but I think that should be taken into account. So, here, well, the, the issue I would have with that is he's not number 15 anymore. He's number four accomplishing those things. What but I would say, what I would say is that with him. I, I agree. I agree. Jersey or not. I'm going to rank Dak first, but if you compare careers at Mississippi State, He's third. Mangum's got an SEC title and three uh, or two College World Series. Tierra McCowan with the two national championship games and an Elite Eight, won an SEC title, or I think won two SEC titles and an SEC tournament title. So just based you know, strictly off the, uh, the, the accomplishments, Dak would be third. But it's Dak. And that feels like sort of an excuse, but – Mississippi State fans, their their bond with Dak is so far beyond what happened on the playing field that, that he automatically is going to become number one. I, there are a lot put, of people who really two, put, would you put would you put two SEC women's basketball titles in a non revenue sport mm-hmm. on the same level as being number one in the nation? Well, even for even I for would just, say it's two things. It's it's how you finish. I mean, it's, it was great that they were number one. Nobody will ever forget it. It was an incredibly fun time. But they lost two of their final three games, and they, they sort of got run off the field in two of them. They did, but you you will never take away that time no, when they were the number one team in the country and they were the first college All football I can say playoff is, number one. Tierra McCowan and Jake Mangum can only do what they do. You know, you can't say, well, they didn't do this in football because they didn't play football. So what did they do in well, their sport? That's true, and that that's one of the that's one of the things that I. Um, set as like a precedent on when we were discussing that, mm-hmm. but I still think that it would be Dak. I, I agree, it, it is Dak. I would go Dak, Jake, Tierra, to be Bowers. Yeah, I'm I'm good with that because I think there might be a statue of Jake Mangum at some point. I agree. There could be a statue. There could be a statue of Tierra McCallum if they had won a national title. There, there could definitely. be a statue of Dak Prescott. I mean, yeah. You can make a case for all three of those. Yeah, I agree. Being considered the greatest of all time. At, What's funny at is sport. I love Timmy Bowers. I, I wish we could rank him higher, yep. but you, you just can't. So. One of my favorite players of all time. I, I still have a shirt from basketball camp that was signed by him because he was my uh, camp yeah. counselor or whatever. So That's cool. 
Uh, let's see here. I sort of lost my place here on the. Uh, we we had some internet issues. Uh, the country the inn and speech does not have premier internet. I know that's no, no. That's All right, Blake Thompson group. wants to know, Robbie, if you could relive your senior year of high school in a TV show, which one are you choosing and why? Uh, Saved by the Bell. Is that where you're going? I don't know. I I can't I, think of any. Uh, like Boy Meets World. Boy Meets World, because I get Topanga. Yes, yeah. that is absolute. That's gold. That is yeah. gold. So, you, so you're you, you're gonna are you uh, Corey or are you yes, Robbie? Absolutely. And, and you steal I'm, you steal Topanga from Corey. No, because they had a they had a childhood thing going on. I. I, right. I, I want to be Corey because I okay. just think there's something special about having that relationship oh, from fourth grade up. Yeah, plus it's Topanga. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh. All right. Uh, what role do you see Parker Sternett having on next year's team? Uh, back into the bullpen. I think he could be the closer. Um, yeah, very easily could. Mid-90s fastball has some really electric stuff. And one thing I really like about him is – he gets himself out of trouble. If he gets into trouble, mm-hmm. it doesn't unravel for him out there. That yeah. that's what you need, and that's Landon Sims has done that a time or two. I agree. Um, uh, but, yeah. Good. All right. Whit McAnally, Jackie Chan, or Bruce Lee? Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee. Come on. Uh, Bruce Lee's a killer. Foreigner or Boston? Oh, that's a tough one. Boston. I'm going to go Boston. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Foreigner has the better catalog. But if I had to pick one song, I'm picking more than a feeling. The, Foreigner has the better catalog. Boston is one of the most impressive bands ever mm-hmm. because they were geniuses. They were MIT graduates. They created basically their own amplifiers. Yeah. And they had a sound that you just couldn't replicate. Nobody can replicate what, what they did. So okay. uh, I'm a huge Boston fan. Whose blading scars were worse, Dusty Rhodes or Abdullah the Butcher? That's the correct answer question. is New Jack. <laughs> yeah. New Jack just took a blade, just took an actual knife and just started grating yeah. his head with it. Um, I'm going to go with Abdullah, I think. Yeah, that's rough, man. Last one. If you were to wear a cowboy hat, which style would you choose? The what one that like? our friend behind home plate has. <laughs> I'm going J.R. Ewan, man. I'm going Stetson. I'm going to have a different one for every day of the week. <laughs> what right. color are you going with? Probably like a light brown or something like that. Yeah, keep it pretty simple. I don't think I, I'm not a bad guy. I'm not going to wear the black hat. You don't want to be like the other J.R.? No, 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 no. All right, let's, uh, let's move on into the second half of the Rumblings, although it could be a lot more than a half. That's brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef. This weekend, if you're watching Mississippi State baseball, you want to be putting the best beef on the world on the grill, that's at Welcome Home Beef. All you've got to do is give them a call, put your order together, and they will take care of you. You can be eating a fantastic ribeye, a filet, a New York strip, or some of the best burgers you've ever had, or any other cut. They've got everything available to you, and they're always willing to take special orders. Call them today. Figure it out, what you're going to put on the grill. You won't regret it. 662 268-8148 268-8148 or visit them online at welcomehomebeef.com. Welcome home beef. It just tastes good. 
Two Brothers, another place this weekend. Friday night at Two Brothers is going to be something special. They'll have the big screens all locked in on Mississippi State's College World Series game, and you can head up there, grab a great meal, and enjoy the game with a lot of Bulldog fans. Don't make it make it a, 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 a thing you have to do every time in Starkville. You want to put them on your list. When you come to Starkville for Mississippi State, we're going to the bookstore, we're going to tailgate, and we're going to Two Brothers Smoked Meats. That's a good weekend in Starkville every time. Head over to six. I'm sorry, yeah, six twenty one University Drive in the Cotton District for some smoked Southern Soul food at Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Our good friends at Advantage Business Systems have you taken care of. They have an inventory of products, services, technology, everything your business needs to grow with more profits and less problems. And they also back everything they sell up with great customer service. They are a Mississippi business. They do business with you and your fellow Mississippians, and they've been doing that for nearly 50 years. You can't stay in business as long as they have if you aren't doing right by your customers. That's something I really, really believe. So why don't you call them today and find out what they can do for you. That number is 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. You'll find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. Caleb Glover, Robbie Ranks Wrestlers. We've got a royal theme here. Jerry the King Lawler, Harley Race, Owen Hart, the King of Hearts, King Booker, and his Lordship, William Regal. Okay, again, I need some clarification on what we want to okay. do as far as who we, like, are we doing just strictly wrestling or are we doing the total package? I think and this is just about, I, I mean, the this total isn't package. a group that has a lot of, this isn't a lot of pop culture relevance in this group, in my opinion. No, it, it seems like, you know, just, a uh, you know, who are the best Literally the best wrestlers. Right. But I'm going to add in, you know, the, the showmanship and all that stuff, too. Yeah. I'm going to go with Harley Race 1. Absolutely. No, um, no question about that. I, I, I think I'm going to go Booker T 2. Okay. Uh, then Jerry the King Lawler. And then Owen Hart and William Regal. Okay. Nothing, nothing wrong with that. That's those selections, in my opinion. Um. Hey, Dad's hand-pick hankering, cake or pie? Pie. Pie is better than cake every time. Yeah, there, I knew you were going to go there. I, I just I can't think of any cake that's better than the best pie. I just can't. What are you a nerd about that is not uh, sports-related? For you, it's probably music, right? Yeah, music or wrestling. Yeah, wrestling. I, yeah, I didn't think about it. I guess because I am a wrestling nerd myself, I don't ever think about it. But yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, it, it's definitely nerdy. I mean, you're uh, you're cheering for grown men in tights with their shirts off that are touching other men. It's uh, when you put it that way. Yeah, it is quite nerdy. Yeah, I'm a nerd for wrestling. I'm a nerd for Star Wars. Uh, I'm a nerd for Batman stuff like that. Have you ever related? Any, anytime you have any, anytime you have graphic T-shirts and things like that, yeah, buy those T-shirts yeah. you're nerd for, which I will do. Yes. Have either of us either snorkeled or scuba dived? I have not. I haven't either. I mean, other than just you know putting on a snorkel in the pool or something, I've never yeah, done this. I'm never going all in on that. Yeah. Okay. Hammy Sin says he's coming to Omaha if the dogs make the finals. What's the best place to have fun if you're a degenerate like myself? We know the answer. It's T Henry's. T. Henry's. I haven't been this year. Uh, I mean, it's not the same. It's just not the same. I'm missing Hey Dad. I'm missing Tom Ebel, Brett Hudson, 
uh, Kelly, uh, we're we're missing the crew. Yeah. So uh, it's just it doesn't feel the same. It feels like a piece of my heart is missing. But I would still suggest that place. Yes. And for for um, the real degenerates, there's like three casinos over here by where I'm at. There you go. And I think right Brandon there. Walker's staying at one of them. I just I just want the breakfast buffet. I I like the Danish. <laughs> like uh, yeah. he's he's probably like Uncle Eddie on Vegas vacation. <laughs> I'll take the chicken. <laughs> I like to picture him playing the other games at the casino. Guess the number. I'm great at that. Uh, Jack Taylor. Why is it that when someone asks, are you ticklish, you get tickled regardless of your answer? This is a good point. If someone asks, are you ticklish, even if you say no, they are going to try to tickle you. (laughs) I haven't experienced this in quite some time. Well, you're a very lucky man. Oh, you still experience this? People, people, People are like, they know I'm grown ticklish. people. Grown I think people that's why up to people you know that I'm ticklish. ticklish. I am very ticklish. So grown people are coming up to you. And it's tickling happened. You. It's happened. Okay. The same. Uh, Jack Taylor also wants to know: Is it true you've never been to Omaha? If you haven't been to the Omaha Zoo, I guess I've never been to Omaha. Then I've heard I that zoo either, is really yeah. good, though. I might have to go tomorrow just to waste some time. Yeah, I haven't been either. Yeah, so you got you got two full days here, man. You get it done. Mary Barrett wants to know, uh, of all the previous MSU beat guys that have left, who would you want to come back to work with you the most? Who's your Ben answer? Waite. That's a good answer. It's a fine answer. Ben um, was just really fun, especially during baseball season. Yeah. Does, can I count Bob Carskadden here? Sure. He was a beat guy. All right. Then Bob Carskadden is my obvious answer. Uh, let's see here. All right. Now we're getting into some of the baseball stuff, so we're just going to – we're just going to be a minute here while I scroll through the mentions. Please bear with us. Do we do we have like some some hold music or something? Some Muzak? Can we do some uh, elevator music? Yeah, yeah. You, you know, like the elevator music in the Blues Brothers where they're trying to go up to pay the bill. Something yes. like that. We need we need that. A lot a lot of stuff happening here. A lot of mentions during the game. We're almost there. Getting close to the end. Tanner Allen has hit the home run here. Landon Sims just came in on my mentions. Oh yay. All right, almost done. We're getting there. I, you know, yesterday I tweeted about that shirt I saw. Yeah. Uh, the the baseball father. Did yeah. you see that? Um, I saw your somebody, tweet about it. Yeah. Somebody um, tweeted a a picture. Taylor Caraway tweeted a picture from the um, uh, Facebook. You know the Facebook uh, shirts they put up sometimes, the sponsored yeah. shirts or whatever. Yeah, like I tweeted one the other day that had that bad Photoshop of Tanner Allen. It's a terrible Photoshop of Ashton Shumpert holding a One Nation Under God shirt that's got um, Ashton Shumpert, Garrett Schrader, and some other people with the Statue of Liberty, uh, Eagle, and the American flag and a cross on it. I got to find this. Is this. Did he reply to you with it? Yes, he he replied to MSU history on the tweet. This this oh. is this is. Oh, I see it. Here, hold on. Crazy bad shirt. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that is brutal. Okay, moving on. That is really bad. Why Ashton Jumper? 
I don't know how this happens. I, I guess it's one of those talk- things where they're like, if we put Dak, somebody will strike it down. But nobody knows who Ashton Shumpert is except MSU fans. I mean, Garrett Schrader. I mean, who? I think. Uh, I think Aries Williams is in there. Maybe oh Farad Green. I, I mean, it's Austin Williams is on this thing. Yeah. Oh. All right. Let's see here. But the baseball father shirt was was top five worst shirts I've ever seen. There you go. I agree. We got a few questions like this. We'll go with uh with Peyton Neely. How is Lamona such a wizard making the right calls at the right time? Getting Hatcher getting on after the Kellum bomb was as huge a moment as any. Just a he's just really good at kind of mapping out things ahead. And he even mentioned it last night, you know, everybody was in the dugout getting really excited after that homer from Tanner Allen and all he could think about is what am I going to do in the 8th and ninth inning pitching yeah. wise. He's just very good at that and he's good at not getting in the heads of the players about it. He's just – the wheels are turning in his own head and Foxall's head, but he's just a great manager. And I, I don't know if that's something that John Cohen foresaw because I think one of the big reasons that that Cohen was after him was because he was doing well on the recruiting trail. But mm-hmm. I don't even think about his recruiting. I, I think about what he can do managing a ball game. I mean yeah. – He's just done a masterful job. Last night was a clinic. It was an absolute clinic. I thought yeah. he just – I thought he was coaching and circles around Brian O'Connor. You don't ever think about that in baseball. You know, you talk about you got out coached, right? It happens in football all the time. It happens yeah. in basketball. Well, you don't really ever say you got out coached in baseball. But he did. Lamona's out coached yeah. Brian O'Connor last night. Well, it's like people, you know, all year saying that, Lamonis just inherited great talent in 2019, and, you know, I could coach that team. Well, no, it's not that easy for us. You know, you, it's great to have that kind of talent, but you got to know what to do with it, and he knew what to do with it. I think about moving Justin Foscue to second base and what that did for that yeah. team that year. Yeah. I think about this year, you know, moving Cam James over to third base. I know Lane Forsyth has not been great at the plate, but he's been really steady, especially late in the season at shortstop. Uh, having to move move uh, Hatcher out of the lineup and and Luke Hancock's holding it together over at first base. There's been so many things happen this year where this thing could just have really unraveled for Mississippi State, and he just kept it together, and they have a chance to compete for a national title. Yeah. Great job by Lamonis. Justin Strawn asked the question that those of us who were in the green room last night want to know the answer to. Greater superhero, Batman or Will Boyd? We have to talk about Will Boyd now, Robbie. I know you don't know Please who that do, is. Please do, because I've been seeing this guy's name over and over, and I have no idea. So, last night, the way the green room is set up, you can, it allows for some speakers, but there's just a chat room as well, right? So, everybody's just chatting in there. And this guy, Will Boyd, his television was a good 15 to 30 seconds ahead of everybody else, even me. So, during the eighth inning, he, you would just see Will Boyd, let's go. And people, oh, Will Boyd just said, what, what, let's go. What's got it? And we figured out that he was ahead so that when you saw a let's go, something good was happening. So, obviously, in the eighth inning, there were a lot of let's go. <laughs> Will Boyd, we started – people stopped watching the game. They started watching the chat because Will Boyd was ahead of them. And you would just be sitting there waiting, waiting. All of a sudden, you'd see, let's go. And like, Will Boyd, Will Boyd did something. 
<laughs> it became this thing. It was really, really fun. So. I'm guessing you weren't following Twitter at the time and seeing our tweets come through. No, I wasn't really looking at Twitter last night because I, I knew better. So, I mean, there's not a huge delay between your tweets and and live television. It's only when people it's get streaming. people get so upset about that. I'm just oh, like, don't get on Twitter. That's if I'm not at a game, if I'm having to cover something else and I'm watching it on uh, TV or something like that. Yeah, I get off of Twitter until the play happens, and then I'll go look, or after an inning or something. Yeah. Um, if if you don't want to see spoilers, then so don't get Twitter. on Twitter at the time. Yeah. I mean, that's Dr. Tony Loper, the best dang veterinarian, I can't say it, Whoa! in the city of Vicksburg. What was the average heart rate of state fans last night? High? What's, what's a was, high heart rate? I don't it know. was close to Tony Soprano's whenever – he was uh, in a coma. Yeah, when Paulie uh, was talking. Paulie came in there and started talking about his time as uh, a yeah. Navy SEAL or whatever he was. Yeah. Uh, Which I think got up to 210 or something. Yeah, something like that. It was going. It was going. Since NC State is in the winner's bracket and have have beaten Arkansas and Vanderbilt in the postseason, how surprised are you by that? Are they a national title contender? That's from his son, Whitloper. I am surprised by that, but, but you know that's just how baseball goes sometimes. Yeah. They lost just, twenty-one to two in the first game. Yeah, against I mean, Arkansas, and have come I back keep, to this point. I keep saying it, but that twenty eighteen team kind of had a similar path. Yeah, and uh, they just ran into that Oregon State team in in that uh, bracket final, but did kind of the same thing. You know, they had to come from behind uh, at Florida State, then they had to go to a game three in Nashville to get there. Mm-hmm. Win the first two games in in Omaha, and you're right there. I mean, once you get to Omaha, literally anything can happen. Any of the eight teams can win. It's it only takes one team to get hot for two weeks, and you're a national t- champ. That's it's, it's so hard to win a national right. title because you have to have a little bit of luck. Yeah. What's your favorite part of the Matheson Fourth of July parade? Um. My favorite part is we have a neighborhood parade, actually, mm-hmm. and just just seeing the kids roll through on their bikes, and we'll have a horse out there. Uh, you know, my little girl gets this year. We probably won't. I don't know if we'll stroll her around, but um, she's she's getting old enough to where she's getting close to having her own little thing. But it's a we have a pretty cool tradition every year in our neighborhood. That's cool. Ryan Connolly, what are we thinking for pitching strategy? Harding Friday, back to Bednar on Monday. Do you trust McLeod on Tuesday? Kind of feel like we don't have much choice, and that's assuming we don't add a Saturday game. Fristo has been off, too. And that's sort of what we were talking about on yesterday's pod, is that State hasn't been put in that position yet where they had to get away from Bednar, McLeod, Harding. And now, I mean, I agree with you. I don't see how, if you go to the National Championship Series – Bednar, or I'm sorry, McLeod is pitching game too. He just is. You have to sort of hope that he that whatever happened uh, against uh, against Virginia was just a fluke, and he can get back to where he was. It feels like a flip of a coin now with McLeod on whether he's going to have a, a a pretty good game or a bad game. But the best case scenario for you is you win Friday. Yeah, you win Friday, and you you set yourself up to have tremendous success. Right. moving forward into the national championship series. So that's the biggest thing that needs to happen. You need to do that because if you lose and you have to pitch Bednar on Saturday, well, he's he's done then. Yeah, maybe he could come back in a game three, but 
could possibly do that, but you need to stay on script here and and, and yeah. try to win that game Friday. Uh, and I think they ha- they're going to have all their bullets. I think you know maybe not Landon Sims, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, Tara wants to know how that game made us feel. She said she was all over the place. I mean, how could you not be, right? I mean, it was a lot. There weren't a lot of ups and downs in that game. There was a lot of downs, and then all of a sudden, some really high highs. It was just a, it was a, you know, a, a roller coaster that was just kind of going. Well, you know, it went, it went straight down, and mm-hmm. then you just kind of gliding through the rest of the ball game, and then you go right back up. I don't know that a roller coaster is the best analogy. It's like one of those those sky shots. Yeah, we're just sitting there, and you're waiting, and you're waiting, and all of a sudden, boom, you take off. Yeah, for sure. Uh, let's see here. Pirates of Mississippi State. Where does TA's home run rank all time? We talked about this on yesterday's pod. It could legitimately be the best, the biggest home run in MSU history. Yeah, it's here's here's I want to wait and see where State goes from here. Mm-hmm. If State wins a national title, it's number one. It's number one. Um, because it get it got you to Friday. It sets you up for the best best position possible to get to a national championship game. So that's kind of what you're waiting on now. To me, I agree. I, I mean, I'm just thinking. You know, neither one of those home runs because I think that the, the pantheon is is Burt Masters and Elijah McNamee. This one was actually in Omaha. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know how it, you can't say. A, it's 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 already got a case to be number one. Yeah, but Jack it's Byer, unquestionably number one if they if they get to a national title. Yeah, I agree. Jack Byers wants me to rate the Wingstop thighs, but I haven't I haven't had them yet, so we'll wait on that. That will happen when I when I get to eat them though. Uh, Justin so Cox, is it, is it called thigh stop? They, they, it's it, they're gonna it, it's sort of like a play on they're not really changing the name or anything. It's just gonna be thigh stop for a little while. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sort of like when uh, I'm trying, there was a, there was another restaurant that did something like that recently. I can't remember what it was though. Uh, Justin Cox, who's the real MVP? Scotty, the cakewalk champion, DeBrule, Kellum Clark, or Tanner Allen? But it's Tanner Allen. But those other two guys were so key. Yeah, it, you got to give it to TA because he did. He actually got him over the top. Yeah, but yeah, it doesn't happen without those other two. Lee Battle, our good friend, is Knoxby County the greatest county in this beautiful state? He's, he, those are fighting words for you, Robbie. Absolutely not, Lee Battle. I, I don't even know answer? why that was. Winston County would there be the go. obvious answer here. There you go. Uh, Gitano Dog says, I'm in Destin on a week-long trip that I agreed to before I realized the next week was the College World Series final. If we make it, do I have to tuck tail and ask my boss to be off for almost two weeks straight? Caveat, I've attended two games this year, Friday against Arkansas, Sunday against Notre Dame. At this point, am I just bad luck and should I stay away? You don't need to go anywhere near Omaha. Stay away. Yes. No need to jump on board now. Yeah. Do whatever you've been doing. Well, now I wish I hadn't answered uh, the Pirates of Mississippi State's questions because Dog Smack, who I'm not a fan of, Answered his question. I wish I had seen that. <laughs> this Not is a fan one of, of dog the, smack, huh? No, and neither are you. Don't don't act like you are. What? Uh, <laughs> this is one of the it's weirdest. Never done anything questions. to me that I know of. This is one of the weirdest questions we've ever gotten. Are you ready? Of course. 
What condiments would you choose if five of your fingers could dispense your favorites? That's from Chris Huey. So our fingers can spew out condiments. Oh, is it? That's weird, right? Are there choices? Yeah, it's like what, he wants to know what condiments would you choose. Okay, so it's it's I gonna I'm, my thumb's gonna have a condiment and then my yeah index. Okay, yeah. yeah. So um, what five condiments are you choosing? Ketchup. Okay. Uh, honey mustard. Sure. Homemade ranch. Oh. Not not Hidden Valley or anything right, right, right. in the bottle. Yeah. Um, Heinz fifty seven. Oh. And Chick-fil-A sauce. Okay. Those are good choices. Here's how I'm going, and I'm going to switch it up a little bit. You're going to be surprised. Are you ready? Okay. We're going to go hot sauce, barbecue sauce, ranch. Then we're going to go whipped cream Whoa. and chocolate sauce. For dessert. Yeah, so that's how, that way, anywhere I am... If I get some sort of dessert, I can automatically add whipped cream and chocolate sauce to it. Okay. That was a weird question, but that is one of the weirdest questions. I've been doing questions. On, I've been doing questions on podcasts since 2011. Ten years. God, it's a long time. That's one of the weirdest questions I've ever gotten. <laughs> it's up there. Oh. Tim Watley, the dentist? He asked, do you have any tips on mending broken families? I asked because my grandmother wore a Maroon is All That Matters shirt yesterday, and I don't know if I can love her again. should always love your grandma. All right? Yeah. I'm not going to get rid of grandma because she had that shirt. You can't judge old people. They don't, they don't know what's going on. They don't know any better. Yeah, they don't, they don't understand technology and why that's not a good shirt to wear. They don't get it. Uh, Shelby Beach asks... In honor of the greatness that was the Waffle House prison, that was a really funny uh, moment there. What is your go-to Waffle House order? Uh, just a waffle with bacon. Okay, that's it. Yeah, no, I'm not, I'm nothing special. Now, Big Daddy gets a a steak. I want to hear it. A steak? He gets, yes. Okay. He, he goes to Waffle House and gets a steak and eggs. I like it. So Man's I have meal. I have two. If I'm getting breakfast and if I'm getting dinner, I have two different meals, right? Breakfast, I want a pecan waffle. I want bacon, rare. And I want a double order of hash browns, double chunked and triple covered. Oh, if God, I'm, that sounds like a heart attack. Yeah, have you ever seen me in person? That's, yeah. Uh, for dinner, I get the same hash browns, but I, I instead of bacon and a waffle, I get the three pork chops. Oh, my God. They are good. By the way, I, I had to have a laugh at your comment on Super Talk the other day. About the family the, reunion? Uh, the Hey Dad family reunion. That was a fantastic joke. I, I, I laughed. <laughs> I thought it was great. You popped both guys. I, I also I had, I got, I talked to another Super Talk employee who told me that she was literally crying, laughing at me. I was like, All right. So I'm glad. Hey, I'm here to make people happy. If you could spend, so still Shelby Beach here, if you could spend 24 hours in one place, uh, what, where would it be, and what would you have to do to knock hours off your sentence? I would go to the casino for 24 hours. Yeah. Uh, I can't think of a place that I would. Enjoy. There's not a lot of 24-hour places anymore, you know? No, no. Everything closes down. I mean, 
I guess a baseball game. I was almost a duty noble for 24 hours. Um, yeah. A few weeks ago. So during the, I think it was the regionals. Yeah. All right. And then uh, let's see here. You know, I, I keep having people knock on my door for housekeeping. Uh, these people have not housekeeping. Come to my, they have not come to my room for four days. Nobody's cleaned my room in four days. I've had to clean my own room. Oh God! Um, and uh, now they're knocking on the door when I'm doing a podcast. Housekeeping. You need clean towel. Let me clean towel. Yeah. Let me wash you up. Yeah. <laughs> and then we the next the next line is you know <laughs> for the love of God. Just sleepy. <laughs> All right, where are we here? Uh, Hale State is Lamona's the best coach we've ever had at MSU. Okay, come on, come on, guys. He's a good coach. Come on, wait and see. I'll tell you what, though, if he <laughs> he's on the path. He's if he wins path. it all, if he wins it all this year, yeah. Like if he wins it all, he goes to number one. Well, let's <laughs> let's wait and see. That would be just incredible, by the way. Yeah. If he does that in two years. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. All, after all the, the, the great teams they've had. Yeah. We've sort of answered J.B. Holloway's question if Tanner Fallon is a top five Bulldog. He is. For baseball, no question. And he continues to move towards the top. Yeah. Jay Henry, uh, after the phenomenal rally against UVA, the energy around us was so electric I couldn't breathe. How was it where y'all were sitting, and how in the world did you contain yourself, Robbie? Well, I was sitting in my recliner, so it was pretty easy for me. I punched Theo DeRosa in the face. In the face? Yes. In the I gave, face. I gave John Sokoloff a kiss on the mouth. Wow. It was hysteria. It's insane. I don't believe any of that, but sure. Uh, Jason Neal Galt wants to know, uh, is this the mentally toughest state team in any sport? It's tough to judge that. But, I mean, they obviously have a lot of mental toughness. Which is strange because last week I was told that this team was a bunch of mental midgets. Yeah, that's true. It's it's weird when a bunch of little guys have mental toughness. He also wants to know, is Will Boyd the greatest legend in Mississippi State history? I would say Will Boyd, Ron Polk, Dak Prescott, and Victoria Vivians. That's your top four. Will Boyd is becoming the Bill Brasky. <laughs> Will Boyd won in a World Series ring. So he killed all of the New York Yankees except Clay Bellinger. They beat the Braves four games to two. To Will Boyd. To Will Boyd. <laughs> and last night, last one, can Harding win on Friday? Yeah, absolutely he could. Absolutely. I trust him right now more than anybody. Mm-hmm. I, I, really, I really do. All right. Uh, Jacob Shumi asked, do you think Bednar is the starter if we have to play Saturday? Or do you have to find a way to play him? Do you find a way to hold him until a possible Monday game? You have to win Saturday to play yeah. Monday. So, yeah, yeah, it has to be Bednar. You have to start him. It's just State really needs to win that game. I agree. Um, Ryan Nelson, my good friend, is it time to build the Will Boyd statue in front of Diddy Noble? I think it should be right in the middle. Just him watching TV and pointing at it like Cap DiCaprio. Just, and, uh, just call it the Will time. Boyd Ring of Honor. Yeah. There we go. You're out, Ron Polk. Yeah. Did Brian O'Connor complaining multiple times late in the game throw off their pitchers? When your guys are in a rhythm, I would try to stay in the dugout. Yeah. 
So for sure, I don't. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think uh, Tennessee did their team much favor yesterday. Um, no, arguing uh, with the umpires. Can't believe they're out. Cannot unbelievable. Believe out. T- Tennessee and Arkansas, man. Yeah, it's and almost Vandy like the SEC, you know, it's almost like the we're SEC tournament does not happen, happen. But Vandy could go out today too. Yeah, so. but we go go back go back to a month ago. Oh yeah, yeah. In the SEC tournament, Ole Miss was hot. Arkansas was hot, Tennessee, Florida, all in the semifinals. Mississippi State fans are just up in arms about the terrible showing. I can't wait for next year at the SEC tournament. When the I'm just going to tell we'll people, do, it all do, again. Not, do not say a word about this tournament. Carter Bentley asked, what's the best way to get your mom not mad at you? So last night during the green room, evidently Carter Bentley's mom walked, went out and didn't take her keys, and that's when the rally started to happen. He would not let his mom back into the house. Oh, wow. That's unbelievable. He, he made her sit outside that whole time. This sounds like it was a fun uh, time in the uh, live The green stream. room is awesome, man. I'm telling you, it's a lot of fun. The best way, I would go buy mom some flowers. I'd clean up. I'd cook some dinner. You don't have to spend a ton of money, but you got to do some stuff around the house. Tell her that you love her. There's that too, yes. Uh, let's see here. Clifton Taylor. Would you consider starting McLeod on Friday? He threw less than 40 pitches. He has two-day rest. He rarely has two bad starts in a row. No. No. No, I would just go. I would just go with, go with Harding, Harding and just figure it out. That, now, that, that, that does sort of ask another question, though. Would you consider McLeod on Saturday? Yeah, you, you could. You could do that. But who are, you starting, who are you starting game two of the National Championship Series? Well, if Harding pitches on Friday – he would have Saturday, Sunday, Monday. He could come back on three days, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, that's asking a lot. It is, it is. Uh, Dog for Life asks, how do you cope with the emotions of being a state fan without destroying your liver? Well, I've been doing it for so long, I'm just dead inside. You know, I just, just, I just roll with the punches. You've seen it all. Yeah, there's nothing left. Whatever happens uh, can only be good. Nothing can hurt you at this point. Yeah, I'm a pessimist. So I, when something bad happens, I expected it. I've sat through three national championship opportunities for Mississippi State and watched them lose all of them. Yeah. Uh, and nothing gets worse than watching um, a shot go through the net as the buzzer sounding in a national championship game. Mm-hmm. So uh, it can't get any worse. Yeah, I agree. Uh Izzy Mandelbaum wants to know, later today I have an eight-hour drive. What is the proper listening order for these Bulldog podcasts as I binge on MSU Baseball Talk before I get back to the Omaha playlist? Alphabetically, he has the Boneyard, the Matt Wyatt Show, Out of Left Field, and Thunder and Lightning. I would listen to Thunder and Lightning first, second, third, and fourth. I would just continuously put that on loop Yeah, and then and then listen to the Omaha playlist. That's how I would do it, too. Good call. Good call. So we've got nothing, a lot against, of, nothing against those guys. No, no. Except for Charlie Winfield. I don't like him. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, where am I here? Tanner DeYoung. A lot of, lot of talk about Scotty DeBrule. Mm-hmm. He had he actually had the winning RBI. That's a good point. His, his, him knocking in Tanner Leggett is the difference in the game. Every time he goes to the plate, he seems to have a competitive at bat. He's a defensive asset. And I believe he was the only player to get on base three times last night. 
is there a more underrated player on this roster? There may not be. And he's probably had the best College World Series to this point for MSU hitters, just from a consistency standpoint. I mean, you think about it, he had reached two of the three – the two of the three times Mississippi State got on base mm-hmm. um, against McGarry were walks from him. Yeah. Uh, nobody could get on base. And I thought just working that at bat there, um, it was a nine-pitch at bat, if I'm not mistaken, getting on base to lead off that inning was just huge because you got him out of his comfort zone. There had not been a guy get on base – with less than two outs against him. And so for the first time, he's out of his rocking chair and he's he's having to think. Uh, and I think that was huge. And then Kellum barrels up a ball and it's game on from there. And I, yeah. I think you can give Scotty credit for that. Player pass, what's the difference between chicken strips, tenders, and fingers? There is none. They're all the same piece no. of meat. Accurate? Yeah. Okay. And th- this is a uh, chicken tender fan here. I know you are. Bulldog for some life. Night. Bulldog for life. Why does it seem Ole Miss football gets so much preseason love? Well, this year, I mean, Ole Miss should be a, a top – they have a chance to be a preseason top 25 team, I think. Yeah, but uh, I, I think that – I think Ole Miss is a hype train and everything. I mean, it just no, – no, You're right like about everything, that. Sure. It feels like every everything that they do – gets hyped up to an unreasonable expectation, and then they fall below that. And every sport, it seems like, and and in all walks of life, including tailgating and things like that. Yeah. And social status. Yeah. But that said, I mean, but they bring that, back a it, lot offensively. And, he, you know. but, the, but that's exactly right. They, they deserve to have the hype uh, on this because they bring back a, a lot of players offensively. The defense cannot get any worse. It cannot be worse. There's this no is the first time way. I believe that. And Lane Kiffin is a great coach. Yeah. So um, they they should be a top 25 team very soon, and if not for most of the season. Okay. Ethan Brazil, what WWE walkout entrance should Landon Sims change his walkout song to? First off, he should not change his, his song. Still the night is fantastic. But our choices are The Undertakers, Triple H, Stone Cold, or Vince McMahon. Um, I think I'm going stone cold just because of the glass break. Here, the glass break. The only but, way I would um, want to do that, and the MSU would have to sort of set this up, like to know that he's coming in, is to yeah. tell whoever's doing the PA get everything said so that it's absolute silence when the glass breaks. Yeah, we don't need. And now we're talking. We're going to be. Yeah, we don't need anything. Talk, like, no, don't, don't talk over the theme. So I think Mr. McMahon is an underrated one here, though. No chance yeah. in hell. No chance. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Winston because there's Woodruff. literally no chance when he comes in the ball game. Um, he's given up three runs and save situations all year, and he's twelve for twelve on saves. Yeah. Uh, Winston Woodward has a question for has some questions for us. Will Thunder and Lightning ever accept video questions? That that feels like a bit much. Just just type it out. Well, you're the boss. I don't, I don't need to see anybody. Uh, also, if you were trapped on an island for the rest of your life and you can only listen to one album and watch one past sporting event, what would it be? What's your album? Uh, I feel like we had this not too long ago. Yeah, uh, they, 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 it happens, yeah. Um, 
And you said that we can't do greatest hits. Right. Uh, you know, I'd probably go with with something like Appetite for Destruction or something. Good choice. Good choice. Um, I'm, I'm a big fan of, of Guns N' Roses and specifically that album. Yeah. I, I might go with like a double album, like Physical Graffiti. Yeah. Got, more, got a lot more options that way. Yeah, that's true. So in the, the past sporting, sporting event... event let me tell you of an underrated sporting event that I love watching back. Mm-hmm. The Orange Bowl between um, – was it the Orange Bowl, Boise, and Oklahoma? Was it Orange Fiesta Bowl? Fiesta, Fiesta Bowl. Fiesta Bowl. Fiesta That's Bowl between Boise and Oklahoma. That game was just incredible. That was one of the greatest college football games I've ever seen. Okay. From a Mississippi State standpoint, it would be Mississippi State and UConn in the Final Four. That's a good choice, yeah. I'm trying to think – I might pick like a WrestleMania to be honest with you. WrestleMania seventeen, yeah, seventeen or something like that, yeah, or thirty. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Pepper, if someone loses an internet bet, is it acceptable to pay the loss in Domino's gift cards? Asking for a friend, seriously, asking for a friend? No, it's not. I know exactly who you're talking about. I, I still to this day said that that was not acceptable. But but would Papa John's be acceptable? Uh, no, no. If you lose a, a bet where you bet money, you have to give the person cash, cash money. Yeah, you can't do gift cards. No, I agree. Also from Pepper, gun to your head, no cheat sheet, no teleprompter. Could you sing the national anthem before a baseball game? I could. I'd like to think so. I would have to, uh, at first, I would have to um, test it out to make uh-huh. sure I don't get too high because – I've seen countless people that have just walked up there and sang it, uh-huh. and when they get to the they get to the the chorus, yeah, I guess they they're too high. They come yeah. in too hot. Uh, so I would have to get the right key. See, I'm not worried about the key. I'm not worried about how I sing. I'm just worried about can I do? I know all the words. Well, you just pull it up on your phone. No, no, it says no cheat sheet, no teleprompter. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, I I could do it. I, th- I, I, I know I the words of the national anthem, but. In front of ten thousand people, could I could I do it? I don't know. I, I think I could. I think so, but I just I just don't know the answer. Uh, Stephen Sprawberry, does you believe in being superstitious when it comes to baseball? Yeah, especially with baseball, I think so. Yeah. No, Robbie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've, you answered it. So. Oh, 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 oh I thought you had, maybe you had give your opinion. No, I mean, like I I guess I am and. In some ways, I'm not super superstitious. Super, are, super. Are you a little stitious? I'm a little stitious. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's certain things that you know, I sitting a sitting in a cert, sitting in a certain place, mm-hmm. doing like a, the same routine. Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's a few things. You know, I used to I used to grow my beard out until. Um, State would lose two games, and then mm-hmm. I would shave. Uh, that was my that was my routine in college. It was time to shave to get a, a rally going. So then, his other question is: If the team's not playing well, do you change things up and try to reverse? Yes. Yeah, I'm a hundred percent on that. Yes. Uh, he also maybe not, said, maybe not as much anymore, but yeah. I used to for sure. So then we've got we got a biscuit question. Stephen knows the way to my heart here. So for biscuit toppings, do you want honey, molasses, or golden eagle syrup? 
Um, uh, probably, I don't do any of those much on mm. biscuits, but if if I do, it would probably be molasses. Molasses, yeah. I don't yeah. do those on biscuits at all. So I, I haven't done it in a while. But and then he, you know, he has I, a bunch a bunch of jellies and jams listed. But at the end of the day, the only jelly I eat is strawberry jelly. Um, I, I, he's got plum on here. I will. Yeah. My mom makes a uh, homemade plum jelly that's delicious, and mm-hmm. she does strawberry. I go. I, I alternate those. When I finish okay. the strawberry, I go to the plum. I've never heard of watermelon jam. I haven't either. Can't imagine I, that I on either. a biscuit, though. I mean, that doesn't. Pres- I'm not a huge preserves fan, but if it's preserves, it's gonna it's gonna need to be strawberry. And then favorite meat: bacon, fried bologna, sausage. It's bacon for me. Bacon is the correct answer. I like sausage. Country ham needs to be on this list. As does chicken. Fried chicken on a biscuit. It's fried chicken. I like fried chicken. It's it's chicken. All right. I think we might be coming towards the end here. Wade Jones, do you think Terp, Tim Corbin is a good coach? Really think about why I ask. I know what he's trying to say here. It's sort of like he's got the best players. But yeah. – you can't just put any schmo in charge of them and, and expect them to win. I do think he's a good coach. I also think that he does not want to leave a place like Vanderbilt that has those built-in advantages. I think he enjoys having those advantages. I agree. I agree with that. And he's he's one of those that uses every advantage to his – Advantage? To, to his favor. Yeah. Uh, and, and I can't blame the guy for it. But no. Some of the stuff is just kind of bush league. I don't think he does it anymore, but he used to send out a lineup 30 minutes before the game started, the very last minute he was allowed. Yeah. And he would put a pitcher in at the DH spot. Right. So you didn't know who was DHing. Yeah. And it's like, dude, you have one of the best teams in the country. You don't have to do this. You don't, yeah. you don't have to, you don't, you don't have to have those kind of advantages. You already have, some of the greatest talent in college baseball history. Yeah. I mean, so, just, in conclusion, with with Corbin, it's he's a good coach, but he's bush league. Yeah, that's. I think that's. I think that is a very fair way of putting it. Very fair. Uh, Eric Busby. Rumor has it there was a big push to hashtag grow the game of college baseball. Is there any particular reason, person, we should reach out to thank this? You should thank Brandon Walker. He and he alone has done this. He single-handedly brought 100,000 people to Omaha this week. Yeah. It's incredible. Without him, without him, literally, the stadium might be empty. I, I, I got the opportunity to eat supper with uh, Brandon the other night. We enjoyed a nice steak. It was about a, a two-hour ordeal, but um, had a very nice conversation. And he had no idea why he was on camera so much. Uh, but he, he believes someone was a Barstool fan on that uh, for uh, third baseline. That that video of him, I must have watched it like 25 times already, at least 25. I'm probably going to go watch it again after this. You should. Rob Hadaway, please rank these notable prophets, Nostradamus, Elijah, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Will Boyd. <laughs> I'm going to go Will Boyd, number one. (laughs) The Prophet Isaiah, two. Nostradamus, three. Elijah, four. And Jeremiah, maybe underrated, but, you know, I don't know a lot about Jeremiah. So, Jeremiah goes fifth. 
He was a bullfrog. <laughs> He's a good friend of mine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is a great question. Last night in the, in the chat, in the green room, to preserve the rally, we had a guy who couldn't get out of his bathtub. That's true. He said, I've been in the bathtub this whole time. I will not get out till the end. <laughs> and a guy who would not let his own mother into the house. What is your most extreme example of this personally? Mine, the 2014 LSU game, the MSU section never sat down. Uh, we want spit on a guy because a rally was happening. <laughs> what? So, like, he was walking behind the stands. We were at Delta State, of all places. And uh, somebody spit over the thing, and you hear him go, ah! And then, like, right at that moment, we got a state got a hit. So we're just like, spit <laughs> on him! So he, he took a couple of loogies. I had a friend that used to pull his pants down Ooh. during what? games. That's if, not, that's, that can be iffy. To try to change the mojo. I hear you. It was, uh, it was weird. Here. Last one from – that is weird. For last one from Rob, it's been over two years since Brandon Walker was hired at Barstool, and it's been nothing short of phenomenal. Historically, how would you rate this one thing in terms of expanding MSU's brand nationwide? It's been a big part of it. Yeah, it has because has that's a, a that's a way different. That is a way different audience, and people like that audience just adores Brandon. So people are going to jump on Mississippi State's bandwagon because of it. Yeah, they only knew and, how many he'd killed. <laughs> oh, Tyler Nelson if State plays a decisive game three to win the title I plan to drive 11 hours from Nashville on Wednesday go to the game sleep in the car and then drive back the next day thoughts also my wife is 37 weeks pregnant and we have two children ages three and a half and 19 months buddy I pray keep for driving. you just keep driving west don't come don't, home at that point don't come home my gosh. Hey, you yeah, are I went playing to with national, fire. I went to the national title game in 2013. I had no job. Yeah. Uh, I, was, I was recently married. I'd gotten married the year before, had no job. My wife was literally um, keeping our family afloat at the time. I was finishing up college, and uh, we lived in a trailer. I mean, we were just dirt poor. Yeah. But I told my wife – I cannot miss Mississippi State National Championship. I have to go. I don't – I mean, I didn't go to the first week of the thing, but when they made a national title, I had to be there. And so, me and two other guys got in a car at midnight on Sunday night, drove to the game. We stayed in the hotel for two nights, and we split the cost three ways, so it wasn't that bad. Yeah. Um, so, I, I mean, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. If you got an opportunity to see Mississippi State win a national title, I encourage everyone to do it. Yeah. Um, because it's history. Yeah. We had a lot of repeat questions here, so we're going to have to skip some of them. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Brad Haynes, as a coach, we always try to be a duck on the water, calm on top, paddling like crazy underneath. How good is Lamonis and staff at understanding the pulse of his team? and really embracing the never-quit mantra, I don't know that I've ever seen better. We were just talking about it, that he knows how to push the right buttons. Yeah. And, and like I mentioned, you know, the, the perfect example is that, like I said, the the inning where they get six runs and the wheels are turning in his head on how to manage this. He's just so good at being even keel. And I, I just I think that's perfect for 
college baseball players. You don't get too excited. I think that's what made that 2013 team so good is John Cohen managed that team differently. And if you remember, let them grow out beards, let them grow their hair out. That was not John Cohen. That was that was not how he did things, but he knew that that team needed that. And Lamonis does the same thing. He's He lets his guys be loose, but he's also got a, that business-like approach. And I think that's just a perfect matchup for Mississippi State. And I, I just think – I continue to think John Cohen just struck gold on this hire. Yeah, I agree. Alexander Watson, what is the best way to handle the stress of watching Mississippi State sports? Beer. Liquor. Things along those lines is what I would say. Well, my mother's listening to this. I would say Jesus Christ <laughs> and having a great relationship with our Lord and Savior. Somebody made somebody made a point about religion the other day about religious fans, and somebody said, are you saying that, that, that Jesus wouldn't have been a good fan? And I was like, I think we can safely assume from watching history that Jesus was not a fan of Mississippi State. Yeah, I, I don't think <laughs> – We have not was, had the Lord's favor through the years. I don't think he was singing the Hay song. No. No, I, I don't. I don't think that at all. Uh, let's see here. Um, another. Everybody's asking us about this championship series, guys. One more game. Calm down. And Will Boyd. Yeah, T- Tucker Bedlin. Can we have a round of applause for Will Boyd? Absolutely. I've seen this question a few times. How concerned are you that Landon Sims' velocity was down to eighty-nine on the fastball? Well, is that first of all? I uh, first of all, I don't think that gun was correct. Um, but I mean, he was. He noticeably was was a little gassed last night. I'm not worried about that at all. That's that's a guy that just came off of 53 max effort pitches, or 51, yeah. whatever he threw. And I, I just don't think people understand what goes into coming into a ball game and closing a ball game in tight situations like that. Yeah, it's so much more than. You know, he just not 53 pitches for Houston Harding is not the same as 53 pitches for Landon Sims. And I think that took a toll on him. He, he said that he had to prepare much differently the last day or so. And he tried to do that uh, right after the game the other night. But I'm not concerned at all. I, I think he just needs a little bit of rest and to kind of regenerate his arm a little bit. And I think he'll be ready to go. The, the best thing that could happen is he doesn't have to pitch on Friday and you win that game. Yes. I've always Tucker Medlin. I've always thought I was always told that the program was in such terrible state when Sylvester Croom took over as a. At, well, let me start out here. I was always told that the program, the football program, was in such a terrible state when Croom took over that a good coach like Mullen would never come. Croom then fixed the culture and cleaned up the program to a point that someone like Mullen could come in and have success. Is there any truth to that? That is all lies. Every bit of that. Mississippi State could have hired Jimbo Fisher in two thousand and four. Yeah, they, they could have they could have made a much better hire than that. Yeah. Let's be and honest. the idea that Kroom cleaned up the culture and fixed cleaned up the program, Kroom had guys getting arrested all the time. Yeah, let's not forget about Michael Brown and yeah. Anthony Johnson. Uh, Anthony and Johnson. All, all those I mean, guys. I mean th- th- it was noticeably better. It was noticeably better from that standpoint. And I mean, the players that played for him have a ton of respect for him. Right. And they, they believe they did things the right way. But, yeah, they could have made a better hire than that and if, been if, able to if clean State up had, the program, too. If State had hired – now, Mullen, Mullen in 2004 would have been like 32 or something like that, right? So, that's a, yeah. it would have been interesting. But uh, uh, imagine Dan Mullen coming to MSU in 2004 with Omar Connor and Jarius Norwood. 
He and, wins and immediately. Think, what, where was he then? Utah? He was at Utah. Bowling Green? He was at Utah. Because the next that, year – the next year is the year that Urban Meyer and Mullen go to Florida in 05. Okay. That, that would have been a little too early, I think. It would have been, but my point is this. was a very high commodity at the time. A, a, a college coach who understood college offense and how to run the spread – given Omar Connor and Jarius Norwood, would have won immediately. Yeah. We just don't have any doubt about that. I, I just think – I think Jimbo Fisher would have been the best hire at the time. Well, yeah, for sure. But he would have done that. He would have run an offense that fit Omar Connor and Jarius Norwood. I can't believe we're going to finish up on this, we, on, on crew. So let's get one more question. That comes to us from Darren. Has the production of the College World Series broadcast thus far been too – Tom Rinaldi esque, or an attempt to the point uh, attempt at it to the point of distracting from the incredible on field performances. Not saying the announcers have been bad, far from it, but trying to manufacture stories beyond the game every day. I honestly haven't been paying much attention to the uh, broadcasters because I've been wa- been doing the green room thing. But this is something that they do. It's like it's just not enough to just call the game. We I got to have a yeah. human interest story with everything, and I don't I don't enjoy that. And that's that's like my problem with ESPN. Like we watch. Bart and Charlie and even Ben McDonald and and Kyle Peterson and guys like that all season long call a game perfectly without having to do these human interest stories. And, I mean, some of them are, are really cool, and I'm glad that they get out there, like the kid from Virginia's dad who uh, saw his son get a home run and all that stuff. But some of it is just it's too much – you know, the Kim Mulkey stuff back in the day. Like, that's ESPN thing, ESPN's thing. They, they want to pick uh, somebody out in the crowd and just do a story on them the entire ball game, and it takes away from the play on the field. And I also – I think I talked about this. I don't like taking Ben McDonald and Tom Hart and, and uh, Chris Burke and those guys out of the spotlight. I think those yeah. guys should be called – I think – the guys that have been here from the beginning, I don't think we should put, push Carl Ravitch and Eduardo Perez into college yeah. baseball at the very end. If you go back to last night's game, Eduardo Perez did not realize that Forsyth had been taken out. He's talking about Forsyth getting on when, when Hatcher got on. And, I mean, listen to the difference in the broadcast. Go, go listen to Tom Hart and those guys today. Yeah. Ben McDonald knows everybody's pitches. He knows, yeah. he knows every single player. And – uh especially the SEC guys. Chris Burke's the same way. They, they know these guys because they've been calling their games every single weekend all year. So yeah. I don't like that. I don't like pushing in the I, national guys right I'm away. With you, with you 100%. So. All right. That's all for today. Uh, tomorrow we will look ahead to Mississippi State versus – we don't know yet. So we'll find out uh, who State's playing tomorrow, and then we'll preview that game uh, on, on the Friday podcast, which will be the last podcast of the week. There is no podcast – Past Friday, despite whatever I say on the air, just know that that's not the case. So, I won't have any mistakes like we had last week where I said there was going to be an extra podcast and there was not. Uh, all right, Robbie, enjoy a couple of days in Omaha and I'll talk to you again uh, on Thursday night and we'll get uh, this last podcast done and get previewed for Mississippi State potentially playing for a national championship. For Robbie Let's Falk, yeah, for Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.